0: Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brizicki, and today we are going to talk about reverse dieting. And I am bringing on Leslie Spajari to be able to talk about her experience with reverse dieting. Now, if you've been around the podcast a while, you know that I've done some episodes on reverse dieting. So if you're brand new to the concept or you've never heard about reverse dieting, I highly, highly suggest that you go check out episode number nine, episode number 10, which is another reverse uh, dieting case study of someone who's gone through that process, and episode number 42. Those are going to be the best places to start to learn about what is a reverse diet? What does it look like? How do you go through the process? And then today I'm going to chat with Leslie about her experience going through a reverse diet so that you can hear from somebody who's been there and done that. Somebody who had all the fears, who uh, came into the process, not really expecting to go through a reverse diet and did it anyway and came out on the other side. I think it's important to share these stories because... It starts to uh, make it real and and understand that, like all the emotions that we feel, um all the emotions that you may be feeling as you think about this process about starting a reverse diet are totally normal. and that there, you know, even if you if if you trust and go into the process, that there is another side of it, like there you do come out the other side. Um, and there is a really important reason why reversing is part of the process. And we talk about that in today's episode. We talk about some of the fears that Leslie had, how Leslie was surprised that that was going to be the step that was going to help her to lose the weight that she wanted to lose. And I know that that's where a lot of you are at. You have a goal and you want to get leaner. You want to lose some weight. You want to lose some fat. And being told that the next step to losing that weight that you want is actually eating more can can really throw people for a loop because it doesn't make sense, right? We've been told for our whole life that the key to losing weight is to eat less and less and less and trying to flip that on its head and say, no, no, no. The key to you losing the weight that you want in the long run is to eat more. That can really throw people for a loop. And so that's the reason I wanted to bring Leslie on today to share her experience We talk about how Leslie was able to go from eating 1400 calories to eating 2300 calories and not gaining any weight. And that is the beauty of a, of a reverse diet. And it set her up so well for her second, you know, for her subsequent cut to be able to then actually finally, you know, after she talks about, you know, yo-yo dieting for 20 years, finally being able to hit and maintain the, the goals that she had set for herself. Now, before we dive into the episode, I just want to take a quick moment and thank those of you who have taken the time to leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps the podcast. It helps people to find the podcast. And it means the world to me when you take that time to uh, let me know what you think about the podcast and let me know how, how it is impacting your life. Because I'm sitting here in my you know, recording room and talking to nobody And yet I know on the other end of like me sitting here talking to nobody, so many people are listening to this and being impacted. And so if you have not left a rating and review in iTunes, will you please take the three to five minutes that it takes to go to iTunes, um, scroll down, you'll see where you can leave a rating and review. And that means the absolute world to me. One more thing I did want to mention back uh, in episode number nine, where I talked about how to reverse diet and and kind of the why and how behind it, uh, we put together a free download and we walk you through kind of what a reverse should look like and what that process looks like. So if you haven't snagged that free download, definitely go check out bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash nine, and you'll scroll down and it will just say, you know, here's the free download and you'll put your name and email into that and we'll send you that reverse dieting flow sheet. So for those of you who you know come away from this episode saying, "Yeah, that's probably the next step for me, but how do I do it?" That's a great place to get started. Now, without further ado, let's jump into that interview with Leslie Spajari. I am so excited to sit down and chat with Leslie today. Leslie, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you, Amber. How are you? I'm really good and really excited about this episode. I already already did your introduction and shared with the listeners what they're going to hear today, but you and I talked a little bit beforehand about how excited I am to be able to kind of speak to women, maybe who were in a position where you were six months ago, and mm-hmm. the experience that you've had, and what you've learned, and the the new path, and what that's done for you. Um, so, bef- you know, we're just going to dive right in. And my okay. first question for you is, uh, how did you find me? How did you find bicepter or Babies? How did you learn about Macros One One? What was that process
1: for you like? You know, I can't remember exact, I had never heard about macro counting before, and I can't honestly even remember what first led me to um, Lily Ethan Tell's blog. And I think I might have been looking for recipes. I honestly don't remember. And I stumbled on her bio on her blog and read that she had coached with you. And I'm like, what on earth is she talking about? So it intrigued me. And then I hunted you down, I think on Instagram Mm -hmm. and, um, learned that you were no longer coaching one-on-one, but you had a bicep after babies. And I think I reached out to you with a DM on Instagram and we sort of chit chatted a little bit. And then I started following you. Um, I'm not huge on social media, so I was a little reticent to get too in the weeds on Instagram, but, um. I loved everything that I read about you. I loved that you are a registered nurse and that appealed to me rather than, and I don't mean to slam people who are just trainers, quote unquote, but it for me, uh, was a plus that you were not just somebody who was potentially already naturally thin and fit and, uh, decided to become an Instagram influencer, if that makes sense. I don't mean Mm -hmm. to sound rude to anybody who does that. But for me, I needed, I just wanted to have confidence that there was more scientific mindset going into how your body works, how, um, uh, just, I just wanted more science involved and just somebody deciding that they were going to, you know, that they knew how to work out and was going to tell me how to work out kind of thing. yeah. So that's then when I started chatting with you a little bit about it. And then um, of course I had to wait because the doors for macros 101 wasn't open when we were talking. And um, then I just decided to jump in. Yeah. And jump in, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, I don't know if you remember, but I, because again, you know, Facebook was a big part of it. And again, I'm not I don't have a presence really on social media and I avoid Facebook like the plague and but you encouraged me to uh, Be all in and I tend to be an all or nothing person naturally and I'm sure we'll talk about that through the course of this interview, but um, I decided that if this was part of what you found to be profitable for people and you had done this hundreds of times with individuals, then there had to be something to it. And if I was going to do it, then I had to be either a hundred percent all in or bark up a different tree. That was, that's how I tend to approach things. Is You got to do it a hundred percent because if you don't do it a hundred percent, you can't really know if it works or not. And you can't really be confident that you have made the right decision or the wrong decision because you've added variables that would skew that judgment. So that's yeah. Spoken like a true scientist, adding in <laughs> variables. <laughs> uh,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um awesome. So you know, as you were coming into Macros 101, will you just kind of give us a little snapshot of where you were? You know, what were were you currently struggling with? What was your goal in joining? And um, you know just kind of where your headspace was as you started the program,
1: okay, as I started, i um you know, I have a history, not personally, but in my family. I have obesity runs rampant in my family, and I have managed to mostly avoid that. And so, as an adult woman, I have battled with the same eight pounds, eight to 10 pounds, up and down, up and down, yo-yoing, gaining it, losing it, gaining it and losing it. And something in my brain always stops it at the eight to 10 pound marker. And I think it's because of my obese family members and the misery I see that their lives are due to that. And I knew I didn't want that, but, and because they are obese they somewhat mocked me for making a big deal out of eight to ten pounds and but I I didn't want it to ever go more than that so I yo-yoed that which is I think a common thing with women for decades um for probably I would say 25 years I've gone back and forth with that fluctuation and it's never comfortable it's there's this constant battle mentally and physically over food and it just it's exasperating and it became to the point where I no longer want to do that I didn't want to do I wanted the hamster wheel I wanted to get off the hamster wheel I just felt like I was constantly running and getting nowhere and I've worked out the entire time um, and not really gotten anywhere I look basically the same and it just seemed odd how can you how can you be so diligent to work out and all of this stuff and just seem to not get anywhere so I thought there's something not working there's some variable Mm -hmm. that I'm missing and it has to be there Mm -hmm. and so that's why I decided well you know I really had nothing to lose in in macros and potentially everything to gain so I thought well if I've been doing this for 25 years I can commit to six months to a year with this process, I'm going to be doing something in that six months to a year anyway. Mm -hmm. So my mindset was basically just give it a go. And I didn't have anything to lose by doing so.
0: Yeah. Um, And so coming in to the program, um, at what point did you realize that Uh, this process was going to look a little different than you had maybe expected and that a reverse diet was going to (laughs) be the next
1: step. Oh my gosh, right out of the gate. It was, I think, literally the first coaching call. Um, And I was fully anticipating, I think like everybody else, that the first thing you do is a cut or a a caloric deficit. I just made that assumption. And um, you said okay, girlfriend, you need to reverse because my metabolism was so out of whack from all the yo-yoing. There was no way I could cut from where I was currently eating calorically and be eating a safe amount of food. Um, And so when you said to reverse, I said, okay, because at that point I was already committed in and I was going to do whatever you told me to do. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started the reverse. I think I was the first, I think I was the only person reversing right at that point with, with the new people coming in, mm-hmm. or at least it seemed like it at the time. And it was so foreign. I've never, I had never heard of a reverse before. Mm-hmm. And to me, that reverse process is absolutely 100% game changer. Yeah. And I feel like people should be screaming from the rooftops about reverse dieting. Cause I, I would venture to guess a huge percentage of women walking around in this country or globally are walking around in the same place that I was with a metabolism that is so dysfunctional and they're scratching their heads and confused as to why they can't lose even eight pounds, why it won't come off and stay off. And it's because they don't know anything about reverse and learning that process and how that works is huge. It's absolutely huge. Cuz for me, I don't have a ton of mental um emotional issues with food per se. Um my process was really more about the nuts and bolts of how a process actually um biologically works. And so if I could understand how it works with the human body, then that's what my goal was. I want to learn how this works. And obviously there's flexibility in that, which I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody's process is going to work exactly the same, but I I honestly 100% believe reverse dieting is a game changer, 100%. I
0: totally, totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Uh, and I do just want to to mention for anybody who's listening, who's like, what did Leslie say that made me suggest a reverse? Because that's a place that a lot of women are in where they're like, I think a reverse might be the next step, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. What are some things and signs that I should be looking for? So one of the biggest signs that I look for if, well, I guess there's two. One is dieting history. And so, if somebody mm-hmm. comes and they have a dieting history like Leslie has, where you have been yo yoing for years and years and years, that's a sign that we probably have some metabolic adaptation. And then the second thing I often look for is if you calculate your macros, uh, at mm-hmm. a, you know, you use a, a calculator and you calculate what your macros should be uh, in a deficit, and that number is higher than the calories that you are currently eating. That's another red flag that we've had some Mm -hmm. metabolic adaptation. And so those are the things that you can be looking for in your journey to see, hey, if that's the case, if that's where I'm at, a reverse is probably the right next step. And for those of you listening who are thinking, I wonder if a reverse is the the next right step it probably is. If you're thinking it might be the next step, it probably is the next step. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring Leslie on because it can be a scary step for a lot of women Mm -hmm. and being able to hear somebody's story who has gone through it and come out the other side is so incredibly valuable. So, but reversing is is not all rainbows and butterflies. (laughs) Like there are challenges with it. So will you kind of share with us maybe some of like the best parts of the, the reverse and maybe some of the hardest parts?
1: Well, I'll start with the hardest parts. The hardest part was actually just trusting you to do it. I mean, because it, like I said, I was not expecting that suggestion from you, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, "Well, how do you eat more food and lose weight? I don't it's get It's
0: counterintuitive.
1: That. <laughs> it's like totally the opposite. counterintuitive. It is like the upside down world. I'm, and it's it's." It flies in the face of everything we quote unquote know about losing weight. It is the complete opposite, but I'm telling you girlfriends, it works. It's the most bizarre thing. So that was a bit of a challenge again, but my brain and how I tend to approach things was all in both feet, not one in and one out. So I decided, okay, okay. This is what she's suggesting I do, strongly suggesting I do, and I'm going to do it. What, again, what did I have to lose? So when I started to do it, it was hard to e- eat more food. It was hard for me to remember to eat. And that sounds kind of stupid, to, I think, to a, a lot of people or not maybe stupid's not the right word. It seems, um, odd or far-fetched, people, I don't maybe. want people to, far-fetched. Yeah. That's yeah. a better way. Or I can I I can see people rolling their eyes right now as I'm saying that. Oh yeah. Right. I'm telling you, it's hard when you have had a mindset for a long time that you can't eat more food. And get to your fitness goals. That's mm-hmm. you just can't do it that way. So that was actually very challenging for me to eat more food. And then every week to eat more food than the week before. And then at the end, when I was getting towards the end of my reverse, it was a boatload of food. I was eating, eating. I felt like all I did was eat. And that was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but the upside is just the opposites of all the things. I was eating more food and not gaining any weight. I had bread. Oh my gosh, I haven't eaten bread in probably twenty years. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, or m- my rule of thumb was: don't eat if it's white. You don't eat it, meaning mm-hmm. flour, potatoes, um, uh, the, any any kind of bread item, pasta, rice. If it was white, I basically didn't eat it most of the time. And I eat all of that stuff now. And um, coming to terms with that, actually getting through that was daunting. It was, oh my gosh, I can have some rice and actually eating it and being intentional about eating it, which is what I wanted to always get to where I was intentional with my eating, but taking that first Bite of rice was actually really hard. And mm-hmm. but once I did it and then I kept doing it, I remember you said to me one time, okay, so now you're going to eat eggs, the whole egg and not the egg white, or you're going to eat rice and not cauliflower rice, you're going to eat mm-hmm. uh, potatoes and not whipped cauliflower. All of the things that you change out when you would be cutting, you're eating the real thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll call it the real thing, but you know what I mean. Um, was weird weird and hard and I didn't gain any weight. And it was very bizarre to eat. I, I increased my caloric intake 900 calories. So I went good. from eating 1400 calories to 2300 calories in reverse. I didn't gain any weight.
0: So awesome! So that's pretty
1: remarkable.
0: That's amazing, and it's so important for women to hear that um, because there is so much fear with a reverse. And for a lot of women, Mm -hmm. eating more calories automatically means gaining more weight. And it's such a good example of like if you follow the process and if you do a reverse diet in the in the right way. Now you didn't jump from fourteen hundred to twenty three hundred. Like you didn't do a jump. Correct. Um, No, you followed a process and you slowly added calories and allowed your metabolism to adapt to those. And so right. for anybody who's listening, who, you know, is in that place where they're eating 13, 1400 calories, and you're not seeing any change, recognize that like you can, with a reverse diet, be able to eat a lot more. Now you may not be able to increase 900 calories. That's a lot of calories. Um, and it was really exciting to be able to coach Leslie through that and like Let's see how high we can get your calories, friend. <laughs> like Let's keep
1: pushing it. It was crazy. And the only reason... I could have kept going, but I had to stop because I seriously could not eat any more food. I just yeah. was so over it, the amount of food. I'm sure I could have gotten up to... I had kind of a goal of 2,500 just to see if I could do it, but I just literally could not eat any more food.
0: Right. And, and that is a very common uh, experience for women as they go through the reverse. Um, not everybody, but a lot of people will hit that place where... You're like, they're like, it's, it's hard to get that food in. It's, it's a struggle to get yeah. the food in. And that's like Leslie said, that's where we start to transition away from some of the, the changes that you made when you go into a deficit, when you go into a deficit, it's like, okay, I'm going to just eat egg whites, not the whole egg. Um, I'm going to not eat, you know, tortillas. I'm not going to eat right. you know rice. And so what we actually have to do is to flip that and say, no, no, no. Like you need to be eating peanut butter. You Mm -hmm. need to be Mm -hmm. eating tortillas. You need to be eating rice so that you can consume the amount of calories that you need to be consuming and not feel like you want to barf
1: (laughs) because you're so And It was so amazing. It was so great to eat all that stuff. Really. Yeah.
0: And did you notice anything, uh, in terms of your performance at the gym or your energy levels overall, as you increase your calories over time?
1: You know, for me, I'm probably not the best barometer for that particular thing. I know that's a common thing as you're eating more that your energy level goes up. I'm super high energy to begin with just naturally. I'm very high strong, as you know, Um, and I'm like the energizer bunny. And so I didn't notice that. And maybe had I paid specific attention to it, I might have noticed it, but it didn't stick out uh, broadly for me. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And that is something that a lot of women um, experience is more energy levels. Again, not always. And so I appreciate that Leslie is willing to be honest about it because the last thing that I want you to do is to go into a reverse diet and have this expectation that it's just, it's going to be a certain way um, that you're right. going to be able to increase a certain number of calories, or it's going to be a certain way. Uh, it's important to go into the process with an open mind, recognize that there is a process that you go through in order to get up to maintenance in order to increase your calories, but to mm-hmm. not have any preconceived notions based off of somebody else's journey of what it's going to be like for you. Everybody's going to walk their own journey um, when it comes for to reverse, sure. but that for doesn't sure. mean that you shouldn't do it. <laughs> it
1: is right. And you know, one fun. thing I, one thing I, I would say, um, just from my own, from what I've seen and what I've done myself and what I, um, have watched watching other people, um, again, and this comes back to kind of just how I decided to approach everything like with a, like a dog with a bone, I figured I'd be all in 100% and I, uh, I did, seriously intend and was super intentional about doing everything I could. And I, I know you don't like the word correctly, but I don't know another word to um, put in there instead, but I decided to do everything exactly um, to the best of my ability. And there were days when I did not want to eat Whatever was at the end of the day, I was like, "Oh, I don't want to, but I made myself do it because it was part of the prescription. So, in my brain, that was, we'll say the best choices. I decided to make every day the choices that I made the best ones because I wanted to have the best result. And again, it this is where the all or nothing mentality can either screw you up or it can help you. And for me, at that point of the journey, because that was the beginning of the process, it helped me because I I didn't want to leave anything on the table and have any regret. Well, if I had done this, then maybe it, I'd have a better result. I, I wanted to know 100% that I gave it 100% so that at the end of it, I could say, I did all I could do. And this is where I've ended up, yeah, if that makes
0: sense. Yeah. So good. And then let's talk about one of the reasons that we wanted to get your calories high Um, and why Mm -hmm. at the end of the reverse, you were pushing so hard to get your calories high because uh, Mm -hmm. in the long run, you wanted to go into a subsequent cut. And so this is for all the people who are at the point where they want to lose weight, but they need to go through a reverse first to get their metabolism up so that then they can create that Mm -hmm. caloric deficit. You talked about how it's really hard to create a caloric deficit if your metabolism is at 1400, like you just have to go so low to create that deficit. So when we were able to get your calories up to 2,300 calories, you hadn't gained any weight. You had uh, maintained the whole time. What did that allow for you in the future in terms of your subsequent cut?
1: It allowed me to have a starting point to cut so that my caloric deficit didn't need to be down at some crazy amount of 900 calories or something, it allowed me to eat a normal amount of food and still cut. Yeah.
0: And where did you start your cut at?
1: Um, I believe I started my cut at 19. I want to say 1900. I honestly don't have that in front yeah. of me. I have written everything down, yeah. but I want to say it was at 1900. Yeah. That's amazing. That I did that. And it All was right, after three months. I, you know, I, yeah, it was great. I mean, cause that's a normal amount of food. Yeah. That's, the that's what we eat every single day and it's a normal amount of food so um I did subsequently cut a little bit more because the holidays are coming and I it, it's not a ton of weight for um you know that I wanted to take off and then having had done the maintenance you know I was you know you, you remember I was like I don't I want know. to do this maintenance anymore but I did it <laughs> I was like I don't want to do this I want to get to the cut finally but um I did maintain for 12 weeks mm-hmm. um, again, three months. I thought, you know, I'm going to do it a hundred percent. And um, it, you know, I lost, I lost the eight pounds and um, and now basically maintaining at this point.
0: So good. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And, and yeah, some great. of you guys may be at the point where you're kind of like, chomping at the bit. And that's something that I have to coach a lot of clients through because you want to get to that cut, Mm -hmm. right? That was what you came into the program wanting to do. And then I made you reverse and then I made you maintain, (laughs) but recognizing and now looking back, I know. And, but looking back now you can see that, yeah, it took (laughs) some time, right? But instead of sitting there spinning your wheels, you actually were able to lose the eight pounds. And so that's one of the messages that I really want to for somebody listening, is recognizing that a reverse is not—it's not a detour, it's not a setback, it's not any of those Mm-mm. things. It's actually propelling you forward no. to the results that you want. Um, you had been there for a very long time, right? It's all
1: part of the process. Yeah, yeah. you You've have to—you for- have to do the whole process. You can't yes. just pick and choose the you parts of it pick. that you like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, frankly, there's people that do cherry pick and then they wonder why they're not getting where they want to be. And I just want to scream at people. I don't know how you do it without screaming at people like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, girlfriend, your, your problem is so obvious, uh, but, but people want to skirt, skirt things and get around. I myself included. I mean, I was dying for somebody to tell me one of the coaches to say oh yeah yeah you can cut you know go ahead and cut your maintenance short and nobody ever did and so it forced me to stay in that maintenance which in the long run was going to only benefit me when I got to the cut which is where I wanted to be which was what I was chomping at a bit to get to but um so I'm grateful that nobody Nobody yeah, okay. yielded to my desire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, everybody wants the shortcut, right? And so I think that's the idea with like cherry yeah. picking is like, I want the shortest way possible to get to the results. But mm-hmm. what you learned yeah. was that like the short, what you thought was the shortest way possible ended up being 20 plus years of yo yo dieting. Um, exactly. That's not very short.
1: <laughs> no, and so, it's yeah, not.
0: it may seem like, you know, an eight to 12 week reverse and then a 12 week maintenance is a long time and it's extending the mm-hmm. time. But in reality, it's way shorter than the 20 previous years that didn't actually produce the result that you wanted. Well, we
1: live in a culture where everything is what I call microwavable. Everybody wants everything instantly. I mean, Pop-Tarts have instructions for the microwave. Are you kidding me? You (laughs) toast a Pop-Tart for two minutes. You have to put it in the microwave to get it in 20 seconds. So our culture is very much geared towards everything has to be right now. Mm -hmm. And our brains are wired for every instant gratification. And that was counterintuitive. Also, that was part of the hard part of starting the reverse was I wasn't starting in the cut. It's like, I was starting at the end rather than at the beginning in my brain. Mm -hmm. And the process has um, phases to it. And if you negate any of those phases, you're basically screwing yourself. It doesn't work that way. And it takes time and we do not like that, especially women when it comes to you know, losing fat, do not like the idea that it's going to take time. And the reality is to do it where it's sustainable and you can stay at a healthy place that you want to be, it's going to take time to get there. It just, that's the harsh reality. And, but it's not really harsh. It's actually quite freeing and lovely when you get there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned a little bit about you know the all or nothing mentality and how you'd have a tendency to go there and mm-hmm. how sometimes it can, it can be valuable um, and have helped you in your journey. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what you felt like happened um, over the course of coaching and uh, the process, uh, how, how that maybe shifted in your
1: mind, if, it, if at all. Yeah, right. Oh, no, it shifted actually a lot. Um, one of my closest friends, is a she's such a balanced individual, and I've always admired that in her. She's not extreme on either way, and I tend to be extreme, all or nothing. And I've said to her a million times over the years, God, I wish I could look at things with a more balanced mentality. And doing macros 101 and going through this whole process has literally shifted my brain to where I look at things much more balanced than I used to. I don't, um, I don't have the, this crazed all or nothing mindset about things and finding the balance in an all or nothing world has been huge for me. That's what, that's probably the biggest mental shift that has happened for me. Um, starting, you know, Women, I mean, me, I'll use me. It was always if I ate something, quote unquote, bad, then I would say, okay, well, the rest of the day is screwed up. So basically, I can eat whatever I want in that all mindset. And I'll start, quote unquote, tomorrow or Monday or the first of the month or whatever it is that we put in our brains. And I realized starting and stopping is not defined by Mondays or the first of the month. It's If I I keep going, so Mm -hmm. if I ate a donut, for example, and then I would feel bad about having just eaten a donut, I go, oh, well, the whole day is messed up now. And all or nothing tells me I could just eat whatever I want the rest of the day, where a balanced mindset says, okay, you ate the donut, you enjoyed the donut. Now, the very next minute after you've swallowed is a new minute. Yes. So now that minute, I have... Every opportunity right now to make the best choice for that minute Mm -hmm. or the choice that I want, and if the choice that I want is to eat a piece of pizza, that's fine too. But it's not this extreme mindset oh, this is bad, that's bad, so the whole day is now bad. It's I ate a donut, I wanted a donut, and it was a really good donut, okay, fine, so now. I'm going to keep going for the rest of the day. It's not, it doesn't cripple me. I guess that's what I'm trying to say kind of in a roundabout way. It used to cripple me and I'm not crippled anymore. I can say to myself, I can start right now in this minute making a different choice or, and I'm going to just say different choice, better choice, whatever, different choice for the next minute, the next hour, the rest of the day, the rest of the day doesn't have to be ruined. Because I did something in the beginning of the day, if that makes sense. I'm I'm kinda and it's gonna be messy and I'm verbalizing this in a messy way. I'm not being very articulate and I'm hoping that people will know what I'm talking about. I think most women do. You eat something Mm -hmm. that you regret the minute you've swallowed, and then you beat yourself up, you feel guilty, and you go, Oh, well just screw it. With you, throw your arms up, screw it, the day's ruined, or some people say, Okay if this happened on a Wednesday, Oh, well, I just may as well eat whatever I want the rest of the week and I'll start again on Monday. Mm-hmm. That's an all or nothing mindset. And that's, that's, that sabotages you and it's completely unnecessary. It doesn't have to ruin the whole rest of your day. Yeah.
0: And I've so seen that so much progress with that for you, um, yeah. over, over the time of coaching, um, so much progress in, in more of that moderate and recognizing that. Yeah. I think what you're saying is like, first of all, time is a construct. Like we just make up Mm -hmm. time. So that's a total construct. So this idea of like, I'll just start again tomorrow or next week or whatever, like that's just a human construct. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and rather like all we have is the moment and, you know, this moment we make the choice in this moment and the next moment we make another choice and it doesn't have to be influenced by the choice that was made in the previous moment.
1: Exactly. And it doesn't have to just do with food. It can be with working out or your laundry or whatever it is. It's these things that you go, oh, I didn't do this correctly or I screwed Mm -hmm. this thing up, whatever it is. I didn't work out today, so I may as well not work out the whole rest of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, that for me has been a huge just life, life change in my brain. I'm still very much um, goal oriented and driven by doing things to get the best results I can. Um, but it doesn't have to be so perfectly nice and neat and fit into boxes. It's life doesn't work that way. Life is messy. And so getting away from that all or nothing mindset. Freeze me up to enjoy the mess, I guess. I mean, you can enjoy a little bit of messy and it doesn't have to derail your whole entire day, week life, year, whatever it is.
0: Yeah. And for anybody who is who maybe struggles or identifies with what Leslie is talking about um, and this the cycle that they tend to get into, uh, one of the questions that I like to pose to clients is um, at any moment asking yourself the question, what is the next best choice I can make in this moment? Yes. So that's such a good mm-hmm. question when you feel like I've eaten something, maybe I went over my macros or I'm not going to hit my numbers and setting that aside and simply asking yourself the question, what is the next best choice that I can make and recognize. And that you can quote unquote restart at any at any point. It doesn't have to be the next day or you know, it can be the next the little next moment um,
1: in your journey. Right. And that's I wrote that actual thing down for myself that it isn't a stop and start, Mm -hmm. but rather a keep going and just do the next thing.
0: Yes. So good. Okay. I have I have two more questions. So my first question is. If somebody's listening to this and they're like, "I don't know," like I've been thinking about a reverse. I don't know. I'm like kind of vacillating back and forth whether it's it's the next thing. What would you What would you sit down and like have a chat with that woman? What would you say to her?
1: I would say, first of all, just do it. You have nothing to lose in doing it, and it's not like you're going to jump from uh, 1,400 calories up to 2,000 calories. It's a slow process. Slow meaning it's incremental. So it is very doable and very manageable. When you add 100 calories a week, it's not that much food. So it's not that much at one time that you're going to be eating more. So you get to watch the process in collecting your data points. So you're going to take measurements. You're going to take photographs. You're going to notice and pay attention to how your rings fit and your jeans fit. Um, You're going to weigh yourself. So you're going to have a multiple... Uh, range of data points to look at. And you're going to keep watch closely on what's happening. So it's not like anybody's asking you to jump off the roof into a pool and see what happens because it might be fun or it might not be fun. That's a little, you know. Such a good analogy. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like, for sure, it's not that dramatic is my point. So you're not, you're going to get to watch. And if things start to increase or you're not liking what you're seeing as happening. Now you've got this information from which you can now make a reasoned, non-emotional judgment call, and then you move forward. You do the next thing. So for me, I like as a woman, because I do tend to be a little emotional, (laughs) I want to intentionally... Look at this process more scientifically and not emotional, because seriously, your emotions will time. You can't do it emotionally. So, if you have all these data points and you're watching them, you then can make good judgment calls as to what to do next. The reverse is very gentle, and I guess that's the way I like to look at it. It it was a gentle process that you just kind of keep going. Each week, you keep going. And you will be blown away. You'll be shocked at how much more you can eat and all your data points stay exactly the same. But what's happening inside is your metabolism is repairing itself and adapting to a higher caloric intake slowly. And that's why the reverse is key. Most people, they cut, they lose their weight, and then they just go back to eating what they were eating before. But your metabolism hasn't had any opportunity to adjust. So, duh, of course you're going to gain that weight back. That's what my life was. Lose it, gain it. Lose it, gain it. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because that middle variable, which is the reverse, I didn't even know existed. So it was therefore neglected. So I, I should be the poster child for reversing. I think it is awesome. It is freeing. It will change your life if you pay attention to it and monitor everything that you're doing. It will be so liberating and you will be blown away at how it works. And it does work. It absolutely 100% works.
0: Yeah. It's so good. And you know what you kind of talked about was what we talk about a lot in macros 101 is becoming the macro scientists, right? Yes. Stripping away that emotion, which doesn't help you to make very good decisions. And instead looking at the data and the variables and being able to look at it from that scientific perspective, and that's a really effective way to be able to go through this process. And absolutely, I, I love the analogy that you give about the pool. I kind of think it's like, it, we're not asking you to jump in the pool. We're just asking you to like wade into it, right? And like, yeah, like adjust to like the temperature. My husband mm-hmm. likes to jump in pools. I don't like to jump in pools. I'm like, I want to wade into the pool. I want to slowly adjust to it. Um, one step at a time and one step at a time. Right. And that's, and then at any point you can always turn around and go back out. Mm-hmm. Um, and exactly. so that's really what a, a reverse is like. It's such a good analogy, Leslie. Okay. okay. Um, last question for you now okay. that you've gone through your reverse, you've gone through maintenance, you've gone through your subsequent cut. What are some mm-hmm. of
1: your current health and fitness goals? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess probably I would like to be able to do three real pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at about almost two right now. Um, and I, and it's just kind of for fun. I'm obviously not, uh, I'm not a, you know, a, I'm not, a, I don't consider myself an athlete or anything like that. It's just kind of a goal I want because I think it would be fun to be able to do it. You know, when, one of my goals early on in the process was to be able to do, Ten real push-ups.
0: I'm glad and, you mentioned um, that. I was going to mention your like a boss push-ups.
1: Yeah, I, and I didn't. You know, I didn't want to do the the. You know, I didn't want to do them on my knees, and I wanted my elbows to be at the right angle. You know, I wanted them to be the boss. Awesome pull-up uh, push-ups, and I have uh, two boys that do also work out. And when I was doing those pushups and my daughter was videotaping me do it my youngest son walked in and he goes dang mom you've got some serious guns yes <laughs> so that's what we like to hear yeah when your 17 year old boy is impressed with what you can physically do that's kind of a it was a one of those things that w- made me smile like actually for the whole entire week it was kind of cool so the the pull-ups um my son that same son is uh, helping me with those as well and he's 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 a great cheerleader. And then I would also like to just, you know, work on and being diligent to not slip back into any old mindsets. Um, which I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm actually not going to, but I'm not so foolish to think, Oh, I've done this and now I'm just going to mosey on along and not think any more about it. I'm um, daily uh, intentional about evaluating what I'm doing so that I'm making just cementing in those good habits that I have and um, let's see what else would I like to do. One thing I'm, you know, is just part of the process also is um, learning what makes up macro balanced food choices. Mm-hmm. Cause once I move away from foods that I, you know, I mean, I eat breakfast, the same breakfast, maybe the same two or three things, you know, every day, just mm-hmm. it's easy. And it's, you know, I have to think about it, but I really need to learn What foods, you know, in the accountability ledger of your food for the day, there's always going to be, you might go to lunch spontaneously with a girlfriend. So I kind of need to know more macro balance choices to make out. So I'm, I'm working on those things um, so that I'm not derailed. If something like that were to happen, if a girlfriend said, Hey, let's go, let's go out for coffee. Oh my gosh. What? You know, and then freak out. I don't want to freak out. I want to have control over what I'm doing and know what I'm choosing when I'm out. So I'm in that process of learning, uh, macro balanced foods at this point.
0: So good. So fun. Well, Leslie, it's been so exciting to be able to share this with everybody on the podcast. Thank you so, so much for coming on oh, and gosh, talking about your experience and sharing your wisdom. Um, I know, I know it's going to make a difference for the women listening.
1: I hope so. Thank you so much, Amber, for having me. It's been an honor. And hopefully I uh, made some sense and can encourage other people, especially, yeah, absolutely do the reverse. It's you have everything to gain and nothing to lose by doing it.
0: So good. Wasn't that just a bomb, awesome episode? I really loved what Leslie had to say about some of her fears and some of the real, the real things, the real behind the scenes that happened during a reverse. It can seem like eating more is, you know, one can be scary, right? Because we have this idea that eating more means gaining weight, but two, that really real phenomenon that she talks about of getting to the place where it's hard to eat that much food and uh, that's a real that's a real issue that a lot of people run into with a reverse, and I'm just so grateful that Leslie was willing to come on and share her experience and and be an example of what's possible for you. So many women are stuck in the cycle of eating less and less and less, and that's what society tells us that that you just need to eat less. You just need to eat less and you just need to move more. And that is the secret sauce to being able to get the body that you want. And it's not true. That's It's leaving out some of the parts of the process that are mo- the most important. And one of those really important parts is the reverse diet. And we talked about it, but I just want to say it one more time here that the reverse diet is not a detour. It's not backtracking. It is actually the, the path that that is actually going to get you where you want to go. It's just like if you're walking along a path and uh, a storm had come through and knocked a tree in your way, um, you could sit there and like try to keep walking and keep hitting the tree and you're not getting anywhere. And so Instead of sitting there and banging your head against the wall and just keep trying, trying to like keep walking forward and keep running to the tree, what would happen if you decided to climb over it or go around the tree? Uh, we have this idea that, you know, that would, I'd be getting off the path. I wouldn't be moving towards my goals. But is that really true? Aren't you actually... Going to where you want to go, you're just moving around the tree so that you can actually get past it. And that's what I really think of reverse dieting as is like you can sit there and you can bang yourself against that tree, thinking that this is the fastest way to get there. I just need to try harder. I just need to keep going. When in actuality, for a lot of women, you're just going to spin your wheels doing that. And what would happen if you took the detour and went around the tree? That's actually going to be a lot faster towards the results that you want than just sitting there spinning your wheels. And so hopefully, Leslie has sparked some ideas for you about reverse dieting, about the process, about what it can look like, and what is possible at the other side of a reverse diet. As always, uh, I highly recommend, if you want to dive more into reverse dieting, go check out episode 9, episode 10, and episode 42. We also have a reverse dieting flow sheet download at bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash Nine, just the number nine that you can go and get that free that free download that wraps up this episode of biceps after babies radio i'm amber now go out and be strong because remember my friend you can do anything hold up sister friend